Brant, how are you, sir? It is a beautiful time of year. March Madness has arrived. I know this is your favorite time of year. How are you feeling about it? Dave, this probably is my favorite time of year. Um, I know that we get like a conference championship for the NFL, and then you get the Super Bowl kind of butted up right with it. And the NFL playoffs is great. And the start of college football is always fun. Um, but I think this is my solo favorite time of the year. Um, Dave, I don't know if you enjoyed last week as much as I did, but conference championship basketball games are awesome. They, so and, the, it, it is awesome, but I don't know about you. Did it seem like the committee already kind of had their mind made up? Like, do these conference tournaments really have that big of an impact if you don't win at all? Sunday doesn't clearly to me. I, I think it's pretty clear that uh, Tennessee got kind of screwed. Um, also, uh, it, it felt like no matter what they did, they weren't going to move them past Kentucky or whatever for the right. two seed, um, which is kind of crappy. And it felt like kind of um, Iowa was locked in at a five and, and they couldn't bump to a four. I didn't understand that either after winning the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Um, but also on, on the on the heels of that, Dave, how great is it to watch the fans be back in the building for college basketball? Like you watch the fan experience for college football. Yeah, it's nice. It's fun. Cool. Whatever. NFL kind of the same thing, NBA, whatever, but college basketball is just a different level of fan enthusiasm. And it is awesome to watch. It is awesome to watch. There's nothing like it. And man, it's, it, what's even cool to watch this time of year is just like how some of these fan bases travel too, um, and, and kind of split up these buildings, which is just fun to, I, I'll tell you what, man, I, did you watch coach K's last game? I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> like that environment was just incredible. I don't think they obviously wanted it to end that way with a loss to, to North Carolina, but like, I don't know, just watching, it, it was almost like the, the end of an era where I started feeling like nostalgic. Not that I'm a Duke fan by any means, but you're just like, oh man, this is something just special watching like Duke in North Carolina and this environment. It just kind of encompasses what college basketball is, is all about. And then, yeah, you watch these like small name teams like Brant, what you were all over Longwood. Who else were you all over? Um, I, I like Longwood. Um, there were a couple of other teams, Dave, uh, some come to mind like Murray State isn't really a small you know they're not a small program by any means but I know that they can win a couple games in this tournament uh Davidson I've been on all year I've been making a ton of money on them all year um even a school like Vermont like they're they're a small time team um but they have like eight seniors on that team you don't want to play a senior laden team um that can catch you on an off shooting day and that's a recipe for an upset, Dave. So I know we're going to get into these in a little bit. Um, but yeah, to just finish off the conference tournament thought, um, great for these programs that um, get a chance to go to the big dance. And, and you get to see the enthusiasm of the last second shots. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that Chattanooga game or the end of that, Dave. Yes. How that ki- yes. You know, Insane. One- that is March in a nutshell. Exactly. And I mean, you feel terrible for the kids that just had that half court shot heaved upon them, but um, you know, to the victor go the spoils and uh, these kids get to play basketball for another two weeks or whatever it is. Um, And obviously when you go to a school of a 10,000 kids, you know, you're the Kings of the campus for those two weeks. And that's an awesome feeling. I'm sure. 
Um, and it, it's just a way for the 68 teams um, to, to really prove themselves in, in the best tournament that there is. There is nothing like this in sports. It's so exclude or so, um, you know, they exclude things so much out of these teams. Uh, when you're talking about the NFL playoffs, NBA playoffs, you know what I mean? They cut it in half and, um, you know, not everybody gets a fair shake. So everybody gets a chance to get into this tournament uh, with your conference tournament. So that, that's the really cool part. All right. So Brant, let's, let's do a couple of little exercises here. First of all, let's ruin some people's brackets by giving some advice or giving, giving some of our, our thoughts here. So uh, let's go region by region. Are you cool with that? I think I'm cool with that, Dave. I'm good with it. All right. So a uh, couple of, couple of questions for you. Let's start with this. We're going to go, let's go uh, West, East, South, and Midwest. Number one seed in the West, you've got Gonzaga. Uh, in the East, you've got Baylor. In the South, you've got Arizona, and in the Midwest, you've got Kansas. Brant, out of those number one seeds, who do you feel like is at risk of an early exit out of this tournament and why? Baylor. Me too. Me too. Man, you stole mine. (laughs) Dave is pumped about that one, man. (laughs) Yeah, I've got Marquette uh, over them. Is that what you have to? Uh, no, and that, whether it's North Carolina or Marquette in the eight nine, it is a murderer's row all the way down through that bracket. Um, I'm talking blue bloods, Dave. North Carolina, UCLA, uh, Purdue is basically a, a blue blood, and then you have Kentucky, the bluest of all the bloods, right? right? So um, you're talking about those four seeds are going to, well, and St. Mary's included in those four, I guess, if you want to count the five seed, um, you know, they are just a nightmare to have to deal with. And Baylor already is losing. They've already lost two of their top players. Um, it almost reminds me of Michigan last year, Dave, when they lost Isaiah livers yep, and they yep. lost their main, you know, a main cog for them. It's still a great team. Like Baylor's still an amazing team, but listen, when you go through and you have to win six games, against top tier opponents, sometimes you stub your toe and it is so hard to get to the final four. That's what people don't actually realize. Well, man, I mean like right out of the, they're going to cruise past Norfolk state, obviously, but like right in that next, that round of 32, that's play the winner of North Carolina and Marquette. And like you said, it doesn't get any easier from, from there on out. Um, This is going to be a very, very tough road for them. I like Baylor. Um, there's nothing against, I just think that they're with the injury bug that they've been hit with. And on top of that, just their draw that they're looking at, it is going to be very, very difficult. Um, so yeah, they they were, they were mine as well. I think they're probably the, the, um, at the highest risk in terms of the number one seeds to, to exit early. Um, Brant, let's go region by region here. And I want you to tell me. And I'll and I'll do the same, and we can alternate, so you don't have to go first every time. I don't have to go first every time, but let's go through each region and tell me what outside of these number one seeds, what is one team that you either view as like a dark horse to make the final four, or just that team? Not necessarily that you even think you're going to make the final four, but you're like you might want to watch out for these guys. Um, let's start in the West. All right, Dave. I know I'm going to steal yours right off the bat, but it's Texas Tech for me. Yep. Um, it's yeah, we Texas talked Tech. about that one before we started recording, by the way. But yeah, mine's Texas Tech as well. 
Um, Texas Tech, because I talked to Dave about this, it's their defensive efficiency. I mean, they're like in the top five in all the defensive categories. Um, they, they lock you down. Um, you know, Chris Beard used to be their coach. Now he coaches Texas. Um, but everything that he uh, recruited there is still there pretty much. And the guy that worked underneath him for like the last six years or whatever it was, is a defensive guru. I mean, this is what they do. Um, and, and Dave, the big 12 might've been the best basketball conference this year. Um, definitely top heavy. Uh, yeah. it was between them and the sec really. Yeah. Um, unless, unless you're the committee and put nine teams in from the big 10. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking top to bottom, uh, type stuff. I'm just saying the very top half of the big 12 was, Oh actually, yeah. Elite elite elite. Correct. Um, so, so I really think that Texas Tech can can lock people down. Um, bad news for Sparty because they are in that side of the bracket there. To get through past the Sweet 16, you'd have to get past the likes of Duke, Texas Tech, and Davidson. Um, three very good teams. Your thoughts, yep. Dave? Yeah, uh, my, minus Texas Tech for the, for the same reasons. I'm just intrigued by their defense. And also, though, at the same time, though, teams like that, can they can either go far or if that perimeter defense isn't locked in and they got a, a team that gets hot from three like who knows man like who I haven't, I haven't watched Montana State who like they could be a team where like I see them as a dark horse uh candidate to to really make a run at this and even like challenge Gonzaga if it gets to that point um you know in a elite eight matchup I, I don't know I, I could anything can happen as you know um, another team that I'm intrigued by is Davidson. You talked about them a little bit earlier. Let's dive into that one for a second. Brant, Davidson, Michigan State. Michigan State, very tough draw here. Um, and then facing, you know, if they get past Davidson, they've got to play Duke, a young Duke team. Um, I think Duke is very beatable, actually. Uh, but then the road does not get any easier for them if they were to make it, right? You've got Texas Tech, and obviously they're in the number one overall seed in Gonzaga. So, uh, Michigan State committee love these guys or what, Brant? <laughs> <laughs> I I tell you what, I'm kind of upset if I'm a Sparty today. Like, I, I get that the seating and the draws are are what they are, and you need to deal with it, whatever. Um, but they 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 were looking for storylines here. I think. Um, I heard a podcast earlier this week that was like, listen, the committee has no clue who Foster Lawyer is. Like, <laughs> like don't don't think that they put Davidson against Michigan State because of the Foster Lawyer storyline. Like, I, and I truly believe that makes sense. But there was something to the Duke Coach K Izzo situation there. I believe um, it's just there's it writes itself. Uh, so so if you look at that round, the second round matchup, it is um, going to be a slugfest. I think uh, if both of them get there. Um, it is what it is to me, but I look up and down this bracket, Dave, and uh, I, I really, if you, do you want to do upset special right now? Sure. All right. I'll fire one right now. Vermont people be looking at Vermont. They are senior laden. They have five losses on the year. Um, I get that they're from the America East, whatever. Um, but they ran through their tournament. I mean, they didn't have a close game in there. Uh, so you look at Arkansas, Arkansas, lives and dies kind of by the three three point game um they're gonna shoot a ton and dave what does that spell disaster for yeah you have a senior laden team against the team that loves to shoot the three you got it trouble in march if i if i'm arkansas <laughs> go three for 20 and see you lose by 10 or 15 um 
I might have so, to take your advice on that. I don't know much about Vermont besides just this past weekend or uh, this past week watching these tournaments, but I might have to take a little seat of your advice on that one. Plus, Dave, how cool is this matchup, the Boise State-Memphis matchup? That's going to be a uh, great one. Right. It'll be a great game. Memphis is coming into their own. I, I was poo-pooing on Jalen Duran earlier this year. Yeah, That dude is an athletic freak, Dave. He uh, is. He is. And all he, he needed was Imani Bates to apparently have back <laughs> issues. And it, he is. He's exploding on the scene. Looks like he's going to be a surefire top 10 pick. Um, ab- absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Brant, just to wrap up the, the West region here, um, who's your final four pick at the end of the day here? I'll take anybody but Gonzaga. I'll, I'll take Texas Tech, I guess, if I, if I had to take somebody. I, I don't think the Zags get through. I think they are just a little young. Their guard play is not what it was last year. Drew Timmy's great, but you can only play through so, so much through the post. You need those guards in March, man, and I just don't think they have the guards this year. Fair enough. I'll take the Zags out of that region because I'm a coward. Um, <laughs> Brant? Heading down to the east, right, right beneath this. This is where Baylor's the the number one seed. Um, any any teams that are jumping out to you as a um, a team to keep an eye on? I will. I'll start this one if you don't mind. Uh, yep. I kind of. I Murray State. They they are opposing a thirty and two record, and believe haven't lost a game since like December or something. Uh, they're they're they are a team that I think. First of all, they could lose this game to San Francisco. I caught some of San Francisco's games too. They they could, they're really good. They they really are. So I I say that not to say I think that like Murray State's about to make a run, but if they get past San Francisco and face Kentucky in the round of 32, I think Kentucky's going to have to be very very careful um, in that matchup. I think Murray State is a team to keep an eye on. Um, Virginia Tech just made a run here in the ACC tournament. History kind of shows though like these teams that get hot, like all of a sudden in these tournaments don't always bode well in the, in, in the big dance. So um, I'm not super high on, on Virginia tech. Um, I think that uh, another team out of here to just keep an eye on. And we talked about it earlier uh, is that that Marquette and North Carolina game. I just think that that, that is a key matchup in that round of 32, the winner of that game, either way against Baylor is going to be one, to uh to watch but my dark horse i won't say to make the final four uh but just a team to keep your eye on it's got to be murray state for me what about you brant all right dave i'm gonna go i'm gonna go the opposite i'll go san francisco because i think that i I know you and i kind of talked about that matchup between san francisco and murray state and san francisco pushed gonzaga twice to their limits um you know and it it just seems like to me that's a favorable part of the bracket if you can get Kentucky and you can kind of knock Kentucky into a close game, I don't think they have, they don't have the guards that hit big shots in the moments. It's not like the Harrison brothers are walking through the door and any second they play through Shibway, Who's an amazing player. Don't get me wrong, but Dave, what do we know about bigs that uh, like have to play the entire game? Sometimes yeah. that foul trouble starts creeping in and they're yep. not very deep. And that's been one of the knocks on Cal Perry is like his bench isn't always as deep as it needs to be. And this San Francisco team, they're going to run waves at you. It's another senior laden team. Um, so I really like San Francisco in that spot. I would also take Murray state, man. Like I love the play that you have there. I think it makes a lot of sense uh, to touch on Virginia tech real quick. I'm with you, Dave. 
I think it's kind of a flash in the pan. They got hot at the right time. Now you've got to recalibrate. And guess what? You're, you're playing against a completely different style in Texas. Texas is going to play great defense. This isn't Duke. Duke doesn't play great defense. Texas does. And they do have good guards. Um, Marcus Carr, no, most notably, uh, you know, the Minnesota transfer. He's a great guard, uh, a senior guy. Um, Dave, don't sleep on St. Mary's, though, so quick, man. Okay. Um, they, they handed it to the Zags. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Plus, you get the Wyoming-Indiana matchup. Um, and I really think that Indiana is going to take out Wyoming. I think they're just better. But it seems like that first four always seems to make a run because they get the early game. They kind of get their uh, wares about them. And don't be surprised if Indiana ends up knocking them out. Another team I got my eye on, Brant, and I and I maybe this is this is recency bias, but UCLA um, is another one that is intriguing to me. I know they're not like Johnny didn't have the uh the the season. I know he had that streak in like Jan, I think it was like January where he was like balling out, had some injuries. Um, they're just an interesting team to keep an eye on. I'd also keep an eye on them on upset alert with Akron. Um, I'm just gonna say that. Yep. I was just gonna say that. Yep. Yep. It's just, I mean, this is what makes this tournament so awesome. It's like, as I'm like, yeah, keep your eye on them. I'm also like, I saw Akron play this weekend and I'm like, yeah, I'll keep your eye on that game as, uh, as well. So, um, Brant, so who you have coming out of here then, uh, headed to the final four out of the East region. You know what, Dave, I'm going to do this begrudgingly. I really don't want to do this because I don't believe in this, but Give me UCLA. I don't know what it is about them, but they just have the experience. I mean, they brought back all five of the dudes that were on the last final four team. That's so rare. Um, And I think they've kind of just been treading water to get to this point. Like let's get to tournament time, see what happens. But this, this is the other thing, Dave, they are a jump shooting team. They rely on those jumpers last year, pretty much the whole tournament. They were hitting them. They didn't miss. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't miss. So I'm not comfortable with this but I don't see Baylor coming out of here. Uh, it, it was kind of between them and Kentucky. I, I really like Kentucky out of here too. Uh, don't give me anything to do with Purdue. I don't like them. I don't nope. want to talk about them. Yep. They, they, I think Yale's got a chance against them. If Yale don't get them, uh, Vatek or Texas will. I Brant, the two teams that I have my eye on here are the same two as, as you, and that is UCLA and Kentucky. Um, I, UCLA intrigues me just from their experience alone. And like I said, it's recency bias for me from what they did last year. Um, I don't know if they can catch lightning in a bottle though. I'm going to take Kentucky if they're healthy. Um, So that's my, that's my team coming out of the East. Uh, Brant, let's head over to the South here. Arizona is your number one seed. Um, Any dark horse teams, you got Villanova in here. There's your, you know, there's your two seed. Uh, Tennessee is there your Michigan Wolverines somehow stole an 11 seed didn't have to play in um who's your dark horse in the south region okay you're gonna think I'm crazy if you say Michigan I'm hanging up on the pod (laughs) no I I really don't think it's uh I, I don't think it's them but I really think UAB is gonna be a problem I like UAB another one of those upperclassmen type teams they get Houston. I don't – Houston is missing two of their best players as well. They have played well, don't get me wrong. Um, but 
this UAB team is really good, and I think they could get to the Sweet 16. I think Illinois is going to struggle with Chattanooga. Like, Illinois is not a nope. very I, – I, they're not a Sweet 16 team to me. They're not an Elite 8 team. They are a good team. They're not a great team. Yep. So I really look at that, and I, I could see UAB kind of marching on out of there. But um, as far as any, any sort of dark horses here, I, I think Tennessee, but I, I don't really think I can call them a, a dark horse here. So I would rock with UAB. Dave, how about you? Gosh, you know what? I don't see a dark horse in this region that I love. I, I think this is you don't like Loyola, Chicago. Uh, yes, yeah, sister, sister, sister Jean. Jean, she's back. Um, sure, yeah. Give me. I, I will tell you that I have picked Loyola, Chicago to uh, to to make it to the round of thirty-two. I could definitely see them. Actually, I, I think Ohio State is garbage. I could definitely see them losing that game. Agreed. And uh, I, I think that Loyola, Chicago, will give Villanova a run for their money. Um, I, I actually, I'm spoiling it with my final four pick here. I think this is Arizona's region to lose. I think they're very good. Ben Mathurin, I like that kid. Um, I, I, I think Arizona, gosh, when Michigan lost to them back in November, I was like, yeah, here we go. I mean, it did kind of foreshadow a terrible season, but Arizona um, is a very, very good team. Um, I'd like to see them kind of face some adversity though, in this, uh, in, in this tournament and be pushed a little bit. So um I don't have a dark horse that I love because yeah, I would say maybe Tennessee, but I don't think you can call them a dark horse. And once again, they are, uh, I, I do like some of the, I was looking at some of Tennessee's signature wins. So they've beaten some really good programs. So, they you know, have. they yeah, that, that could be a, that, that could be a team to, to definitely keep your eye on. Um, Brant, let's, let's zero in for a second. Well, okay. Who's your final four pick out of here? And then I'll bring you back. Uh, Arizona. Okay. So, Michigan. Michigan gets in at an 11 seed. They play Colorado State. Colorado State's had a very good year. They've got, uh, what's his name, David Roddy or something like that? Roddy Rich, man. Yeah, yeah Roddy Rich. Uh, David, yeah. David Roddy, yes. David Roddy. He's a player. Um, Michigan squeaks in here, definitely limped their way into this berth. Some would say they don't deserve it. If you look at their net rating, they would be the – um, the highest net rating to 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 never make the tournament. So in terms of analytics alone, it makes sense that they get this. Uh, but gosh, from a fan standpoint, I was texting you. It's like they don't even deserve to be here. But it's neither here nor there. They're here, and I'm excited because we get to we get to watch them um, on Thursday, and they're the first game to tip off. So that's exciting. Brant, what do you see happening in this game? And give me the long the long term or maybe the short term outlook of Michigan in this tournament. Michigan's going to have their hands full, first of all. It is an early start. It seems like it's going to get off sluggishly uh, to me. It just feels that way. But it's it's weird to me. Colorado State's calling card is their offense, not their defense. They run 6'8 and 6'9, respectively, as their big men go. What does that mean? That means Hunter Dickinson feed. better eat. Yeah, he's going to eat, and he's going to feed Diabate, and they're going to have to play high-low, and they're going to have to make moves, and they're going to have to – hit shots when they get open shots. And you know what, Dave, if we, if we are under, this is my key to this game. It's real simple. Under 10, under 10 turnovers. I think Michigan wins. You can have as many missed shots as you want. You can have as many fouls as you want. You can do whatever you want. I feel like if you're under 10 turnovers and you don't give this game away, you can win this game. It's, It's pretty simple. Who's your Who's your X factor on that on that team? Uh, on Michigan's team? Yeah. Uh, Caleb Houston. 
Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to feed him 35 minutes, uh, he's going to have to make shots. And the, and the moment he makes shots, usually Michigan turns the corner. It's uh, I, I could easily say Devonte Jones, stuff like that. And he, I, yeah. he's the, he's the guy that stirs the drink right now. Right. You know what I mean? He's been Mr. Consistent. I, I think, so Caleb Houston is the X factor. I mean, we've talked, if you look at just stats alone, anytime Caleb Houston has scored like over 10 points, like Michigan's records insanely better. Win. Yeah. Um, so he is the, the, I would say he's the key uh, to, to this game. They've also won games where he does not shoot well and manages to still play 35 minutes. I don't get it, but he, he, he does. I think he'll be a very good player. Um, hopefully he's back next year. I, I think it's, Jawan has got to get Terrence Williams minutes. I, I want to see if Caleb is struggling. I, Terrence Williams needs to get minutes. He's got a, he's, they both have a clean stroke. Terrence is like fearless right now. He's going to let it fly. Um, and when he's feeling it, I think this team starts rolling. Um, and I also think Devonte Jones has just been the, the steady throughout this storm. Um, obviously Hunter Dickinson as well. Um, but yeah, I think that they're those are the players that uh, in, intrigue me the most to keep an eye on. Brant, at the end of the day, though, does Michigan beat Colorado State? Yeah, I'll take them, and I'll, I I'm not taking them like whatever the spread is, maybe two and a half points. It's a pick them, pick who you want, I guess. But uh, I don't think either of us would be shocked here if we lost to Colorado State. Um, you know, it is what it is, but I think that because you have Hunter Dickinson, you have the advantage in the game. You have Diabate. You should win the rebounding battle, win the turnover battle, and win the game. Yeah, I, I I'll, I'll take I'll take Michigan too, but I that is a it's a toss up. I think it's going to be actually a very good game. It's going to be very close in the second half. I agree. I think it's going to get off to a sloppy start, slow uh, slow scoring start. But I think it's going to be a close one, and hopefully, um, this is just wishful thinking. That Michigan squeaks one out, so we get to see them play again on Saturday. Um, if they do win, Brant, they're likely going to pull Tennessee in the round of thirty-two. Can they beat Tennessee? Because I think they can. I, I think Tennessee is the clear favorite. This is what's so frustrating about this Michigan team: the talent is there. I think that they could beat Tennessee. Do I think that they would? No but they definitely have the talent to do so when they're on, they're on. Um, you saw it when they destroyed Purdue. Um, I, it's just, it's just so inconsistent. And the, the biggest reason for me, why I say no is that would mean that they'd have to actually string together back-to-back performances, which they surely have not been able to do this year. So um, what do you think? Do you think they would have a shot against Tennessee? Zero percent. Okay. I'm going to say zero percent because Tennessee is a lot like Texas tech. They are a nightmare defensively. They will lock you down. Um, they have some of the best defensive efficiency ratings as well. Um, and, and they can hit enough shots. They're not great offensively. They're okay. Uh, but in the, you saw in the SEC tournament, they were just, <laughs> they were lights out defensively. And that spells trouble for Michigan because as soon as Michigan, it's almost like it's backwards for Michigan. It's like their offense drives their defense. And you cannot win games that way. And I think that's why you see so many back and forth performances, because if we're not doing well offensively, we're not doing anything good. It's because we can't hang our hat on our defense. What about Rick Barnes in the tournament, man? He does. He that that's the only reason I, I just think Rick Barnes has a tendency to not take his teams very far. 
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But but this isn't this isn't just an average Texas I, team that he's had right, before. Right, this isn't right. you know what I mean. This isn't an average Tennessee team. And and I get that, Dave. But I mean, if you go across the board on this on this Tennessee team, they they are pretty stacked, like through eight or nine guys. They run right. pretty deep and. And they have enough offensively to to beat Michigan. All right, fine. I was trying to talk myself into it. Michigan has no shot whatsoever. You heard okay, it here on the would podcast. Twenty five bucks on it? <laughs> no the money line. Okay, yeah, abso- then, absolutely. Then you're not, not really a believer. I, I was trying to talk myself into it. All right, man. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. So down to the Midwest region. Uh, this is where Kansas is the number one seed. Uh, intriguing number two seed with Auburn there at the bottom. Um, Brant, who's your dark horse? in the Midwest region to keep an eye on. I've got right, mine. Dave. I've got mine. All right, Dave. Um, I'm going to go different than you here because I know, I, I know who you're thinking. I feel like already um, I'm going to take a dark horse. Uh, you said dark horse final four team, right? Or, or yeah. someone that can make a deep run. Okay. I'll take Creighton. Um, if no one has seen Creighton played, which probably a lot of people haven't, they have a like seven one dude that is actually athletic. It's not Hunter Dickinson. Um, he he can stroke it from deep, man, and he can guard really well. And he can obviously he's got post moves. Um, and Creighton just has a bunch of guards that shoot threes too. So um, I will take Creighton out of here to be my dark horse. Um, and there's a couple other teams I really love, like Auburn, obviously, and stuff like that. So uh, what do you like, Dave? Recency bias. And that would be the Keegan Murray train in Iowa and hero ball Bohannon. I, I think that Iowa is just getting hot at the right time. And I know that this de- debunks my, my earlier theory of these teams that, that get hot, win a conference tournament. I just like, honestly, it, for me, it comes down to Keegan Murray. He's been awesome. Um, and if he can keep playing at, at, at a high level, Iowa is going to be tough to beat. Um, and so I can, I can see them making a run. So that that's do my you, team. Yeah. Do you see who they're playing first round? Yeah. Richmond. Yep. I know. Talk about hot, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. They but could, they, they could lose right away. They could. I, I also think this about Iowa. Um, so Richmond poses one threat. And if, did you watch that Davidson Richmond game at all, Dave? Yeah, I did. That kid, that kid yeah. out there was just hitting from everywhere. Couldn't, it was awesome. Couldn't miss. Couldn't miss. Right. Iowa also has one of those. Yeah. Bohannon, you talked about him a little bit. Yeah. He, he definitely does that. But he was also 0 for 5 before Iowa started playing well against Purdue. So yeah. don't forget that he will shoot you out of a game just as quick as he'll hit four in a row. Hero ball. So, yep. Hero ball. Correct. And Dave, more shots for Jordan Bohannon means what? Less shots for Keegan Murray, which okay. is not good for Iowa. No, Keegan so, Murray hit like eight threes the other game. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I really like their draw, though. If they can get past Richmond, they can get past Providence, and yep. then they can kind of cruise themselves to Kansas. And that might be the game of the tournament right there if it's Iowa-Kansas. That'll be a great game. Yep. Um, so out of there, I like I like Auburn as a Final Four team out of there. I think they just are so deep, so talented, um, and they can beat Kansas or Iowa. You know, Wisconsin's down there. Wisconsin's not really a threat to me. They got Johnny no. Davis, and that's about it. If I got to watch another game of Brad Davison's, that'll be too soon. No thanks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Davis has struggled too lately. Um, so I, my, my final four team is going to be Iowa out of here. Um, I love the Auburn pick though. They'd be my number two pick. Um, but I'm, I'm going to roll with a five seed in the final four as Iowa, just because they are, they're hot right now. So Brant, last thing here, so we can wrap up this, this pod episode, give me one or two players that you are most excited to watch this tournament or to keep an eye on. Okay. Yeah. And Dave, we talked about this for uh, the Pistons sake, right? Like it, it, the Pistons are winning some games down the stretch here. They're they're I don't really think they're compromising their uh, draft draft capital, right? They're not. Yeah. They're not, I mean, too many. Not, not yet. I mean, they have the third overall worst record. They got the, the magic and the rockets are like, they're all within a half game of each other. Um, they can't win too many more though. Thunder's creeping up right behind them, but yeah, whatever they're, they, they should, they should theoretically, and I'm just going to speak it into existence. They should get a top five pick. Okay, perfect. Uh, two players that I like immediately that jump right off the board to me. Uh, Jabari, number one. I love Jabari. Love Jabari uh, too. Yep. <laughs> uh, I He, he kind of has that like Kevin Durant type feel to him, right? Smooth. Dave? He's got yeah, a he smooth is. stroke. I, I, I love he's like long, smooth stroke. Yes. Love Jabari. I, if he's a piston playing with Kate Cunningham next fall, man, I, I would love to see that. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to take a guard, right? I, I got to get a guard worked in here. So, I know that you might be on the Jaden Ivy train. I know that's your yeah. guy, and, yep. and I can I, I, I can do get love Jaden Ivy. Yeah, he's a great player. I am actually going to go with Ochai Ibaji. Oh yeah, you know, he he's a scorer, Dave. I mean, he yep. will get you buckets, man. And he's tough. You know what? The, yep. the one thing I like about Ochai is, dude came back to college because the the NBA scouts were like, "Hey, go work on your three point shot. Go go work on your offensive skills." And Boom. Immediate improvement. Good for him. Good for uh, his draft stock, stuff like that. I love when kids are like, Hey, I'll actually take your advice, go back, be smart and improve myself. And he did it. Um, and I would just, I would love Jaden Ivy. Don't get me wrong. He's an explosive player. We all saw it this weekend. Um, but for my money, watch Ochai Abaji in this tournament. He's going to get a few games in, I think so. Okay. All right. Fair, fair enough. I, 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 I'm cheating here just because you bring or you bring up the Pistons. So the other guys that I'm intrigued by, um, I'm not as intrigued by Bancaro. I would be pumped if the Pistons got him. They have a need there. Really. I've watched him a few times. I'm yeah, not, I'm not crazy. Not overly him. impressed. Um, I have this weird thing where I feel like when the Zags play, I have to watch Chet uh, Holmgren, the unicorn as they call him. He's just like fun and awkward and weird to watch. Uh, he's just, I, I'm excited to see him play in particular. The one thing you always hear about the Zags is uh, they're always good every year, but they don't play anybody till tournament time. And they've been here right at the end and haven't won it. And so is this the year? Is, is Chet the, is Chet the, the key next to Timmy? I, I don't know, um, but, but I'm excited to watch him. The other guy, is, and I, I just talked about him, is Keegan Murray. Um, I just... I like Keegan Murray and he's a big 10 guy. So I'm biased and I'm like, I want to see him do well. And it's Iowa. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not like an Ohio state guy or whatever. So uh, Keegan Murray, I'm excited, excited by him. Not necessarily that I'd be like pumped if the Pistons went and got him, but just a guy that I'm just kind of pulling for in the tournament, especially if I'm going to go on the podcast and say, I'm putting Iowa in my, uh, in my final four. So um, 
Go ahead, man. You got something to say. Yeah, Dave, before we get out of here, just, yeah. just one, one more name. Uh, you, you familiar with the name Peter Kiss? No. Okay. So that was the kid from Bryant that was doing all the taunting and all. Oh, of the, yeah. He, he leads the nation in scoring. Uh, obviously from a small school, whatever, plays a bunch of other small schools, but he is must see TV. Uh, they liken him to Marshall Henderson. Do you remember? Yeah. Dude, did you see Bryant when they, when, when they announced that they were like in the tournament or whatever they, you see those like recliners or whatever they were sitting in. I'm like, who are these guys? So, so it's interesting to me, um, little school in Rhode Island, for those of you who don't know, go watch Peter kiss. He is not only going to score probably 30 points in this uh, first four game or whatever against Wright state, but he also might flip someone's grandmother off. It is worth the watch. Um, You know, he keeps it PG 13 ish, whatever, but um, his coach literally had to grab and be like, all right, knock that stuff off because it's getting a little much. Right. Um, But but definitely a polarizing figure and college basketball needs some of that. Not all of it, but I do enjoy some of the smack talk from time to time. Okay. So it's Peter Kiss, he is the, he is the Kanye West of the South region is what you're telling me. All right. I, I'm dialed in. All right, Brant, uh, let's, re- let's recap our final four, make our final picks. Let's get out of here. Um, recapping my final four picks out of the West. I have the Zags out of the East. I have Kentucky. Out of the South, I have Arizona. Out of the Midwest, I have Iowa. Um, advancing from there, I and I realize that this is the easy way out of a bracket, but I will take the Zags against Arizona in the championship game, and I will take the Zags winning this whole thing this year. Um, that that will complete my my bracket. I know you absolutely hate it. I can see you shaking your head over there. What what do you got? All right, so I'm taking Texas Tech out of the West, uh, like their chances. Um, out of the South, I took Arizona. Um, out of the Midwest, I took Auburn, and out of the East, I took UCLA. Right? Okay. Yep. Um, okay, I'll take I'll take Texas Tech. I'll take Texas Tech getting back to the final a few years removed, and I'll take Auburn. And that should be quite a defensive versus offensive yeah. matchup. Yeah. Um, who doesn't want to see Jabari on the big stage? Uh, Kessler blocking 19 shots. Right. And I'll take uh, Bruce Pearl to finally get his first championship. And I, I know a lot of people don't like Bruce Pearl, whatever. I happen to like him. I think, you know what, if you were spending money before all this stuff and you were – before the times, I guess, so to speak, for NIL. Ahead of your times or before the times? <laughs> yeah, he was he was ahead of his uh, time there. But I like Bruce Pearl. I ain't got, I ain't got no problem with him. Uh, and I'll take Auburn to win it all. I would be pumped if Auburn won it all, by the way. Um, I love Jabari Smith, so I, I, I would love to see that. All right, man, that's it. We've gone on the record, and now we can be made fun of by anybody who actually listened to our picks and watch how this tournament unfolds and watch these picks blow up in our face. Before you get out of here, are you taking Michigan State or Davidson in that first round? Davidson is is not close. Oh, wow. Okay, Dave, the Stater hater. We got him on record. Who are are you taking? I'll take State in the first game. I don't want to get things thrown at me. I'll, I'll I'll take State. I'll take the coward's way out. Oh man. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Brant, this is fun. We've been waiting on this. Uh, we've been waiting on this day for a while. 
I'm excited, my friend, because I just so happen to be on a little work conference this week and Thursday we'll be hanging out and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching some of these games with you kicking back and uh, enjoying this one. It's going to be a, going to be a great time, going to be a great tournament. And hopefully next week um, we can touch base and we'll have these teams dwindle down uh, to what the, the sweet 16 at that point. Right. Yep. So we'll talk, we'll talk about it then. We'll talk sweet 16. Okay. All right. Episode 29. We are out of here. Appreciate your support. Have a great one. Enjoy this beautiful spring weather.